Is Mike there? Mike, are you there? Hey, Michael, what's up? Hey, Mike, uh, doing pretty good. Yeah. I have been doing some thinking. Oh, yeah? Um, what's up? Yeah, so I've been thinking about this topic, and I've been hearing a, kind of a lot about it uh, with auto campaigns. And is it better to look at our auto campaigns in a different way? Is it better to target and segment things out? Because I've heard a lot of people segmenting out based on keyword targeting, then also product targeting. Right. You're talking about your auto campaigns. You got four targets. You got your close match, loose match, substitutions, and compliments. And you're talking about like when people segment these things out into four separate campaigns or even sometimes two separate campaigns. Is that it? Exactly. That's it. Because we've we've seen and heard some success on that. So I think it's time to, to jump in and test it out. Uh, cause you know, I've never done it personally. Have you done it? I have not like segmented I've, these things. Out? No, uh -huh. not personally. I've not set them up, but I've seen them run. Um, so I'm interested to set up our own with some of our own adjustments, some of our ad badger magic. Huh? That's pretty interesting. Would this, would, this seems like a pretty good topic, probably like for the show, we can like do a little test of whether or not it's worth it to segment out your auto campaigns. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're going to need a little data though. Probably two weeks, about two weeks. Alrighty. Well, let's talk about how we can test that. We can probably even ask the ad badger developers to pull up some data on like performance per different auto target and see if we've got any data because I think there's like a couple million ad groups that I better processes. It might be interesting to look at. Let's, um, alrighty, let's hit the record button and turn this into a podcast episode, shall we? Awesome. Let's do it. Let's do it. What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PPC Den Podcast, your source for all things Amazon advertising, tips, tricks, and strategies. Uh, and we've got a very special episode today. Well, they're all special, as you know, but this one's extra special. You know, I always, uh, in the back of my mind, I've always thought it would be so cool to like have a show where you talk about a topic and then you like record the first half of the episode, like week number one, and then you go and do the thing that you just talked about. And then you finish the episode with those results. So I'm like kind of stoked to do this, which is what we're doing today. Like you heard that uh, call earlier between the two of us. And I want to break down what exactly this is and actually test it and actually, you know, give some thumbs up or some thumbs down as to whether or not this is even worth your time. So um, the setup, we all know about auto target, the four auto targets, close match, loose match, compliments, substitutes. The spirit behind each one is that uh, the close match and the loose match, you put a product into your auto campaign and it the close and the loose is looking for keywords that are closely related and keywords that are loosely related. Maybe I'm selling uh, a camping stove. So the close match keyword might be 
camping stove. Uh, it might be stove for camping. And then the loose match might be camping gear or even outdoor gear, things of that nature. And then we've got complements and substitutes. This is generally for product pages type things where you are showing up for products that complement your product. So if you're selling a camping stove, maybe it's gonna be a camping set of utensils. And if it's gonna be a substitution, it's gonna be other companies, other competitors substitute for your product that pay by this one instead. And uh, that's the auto target magic. And um, you know we've talked a lot about the benefit of autos and the drawbacks of autos. And the goal there is just basically have Amazon find a whole bunch of low-hanging fruit so that you can source it and then you can do search term graduation, keyword harvesting, research peel, stick and block, whatever that process uh, is called. You just basically want to grab it from that non-specific place to a more specific place like a broad or a phrase or an exact or an ASIN target. And those four targets, last thing I'll say about it, those four targets are, they're not new. They've been around for a while. But at one point in time with Amazon advertising, all four of those were lumped into one target, like one auto campaign, one individual target. So, you know, you set one bid for all four of these impression types. You'd get all four of them lumped into one. Whereas now they all show up in a single ad group and you can set a different bid for each one. And believe it or not, uh, but in the break, I actually looked up, AdBadger has about five and a half million ad groups that run through it. 15% of them are still legacy autos, meaning these are the auto campaigns before that are still running, but before the days of close match, loose match, compliments and substitutes. And sometimes these things like run amazingly well, which is probably why people don't pause them. Um, They've just been like hanging out. They've got a low bid, uh, good conversion rate, and they're just sort of hanging out there. And the person never felt any need to change it. I was just talking to some people with these legacy autos. And uh, that's exactly what it was. Just really cheap clicks, let the good times roll. So that's the setup. And as you were saying, Michael, there's like uh, every once in a while, I'll open up an account where people don't have all four active at once. Uh, They started segmenting these. Why do you think they would segment these like what's what's the spirit here you think i think a lot of it has to do with uh just granularity of control you know they're they're you're really targeting with those four different categories so to speak and the auto targeting uh two different things you're, you're targeting your product display page with the um with the product targeting that you're doing and then with the with the keyword targeting that you're doing you're targeting those exact keywords so i think it's just some granularity of control there on what you really want to target on because um, the question comes into play. Is it really doing an effective job? Is it splitting it effectively? Um, you know, there's some some data that says that there is an exact split between the two. There's some data that kind of aligns differently. So um, to be proven, mm-hmm. but uh, if we can push our budgets in a way that can maximize our, our incoming sales, then yeah, all for that. You know, I always like the principle of you want as much segmentation as possible without it becoming too complex and too overwhelming. So in sure. in spirit, it I'm pulled to the idea of taking your four auto targets and segmenting them out, potentially into four separate campaigns or just keeping the close and the loose together into one campaign. And then in another campaign, you've got your complements and substitutes. And I think 
like, because the, the benefit of doing this would be dedicated budgets for each one. If I notice that my close match and loose match deserves more budget, I can give it more budget. If I find that my complements and substitutes are doing better, I can give them more budget and I can could play with that and control things. So that's kind of cool. And like, maybe you can even, you know, say, hey, this is my auto, my close and loose. loose. This is for my uh, my searches. This other one's for my product page impressions. And then I can play with bid placement settings, which again, bid placement settings are at the campaign level, not the individual target level. So if I wanted to say close and loose, you're going to get a top of search bump of 10, 20, 200%. I can't do that in and in an auto campaign where all four of these are in there together, I need to segment them out. So like, I like it, you know, could it be, could it be, could it be good? So I think those are two really strong reasons to do it, but I don't know. I'm not totally convinced um, because again, like I've never done it personally. So I feel like the next two weeks and we'll talk about the tests that we're going to do can be really helpful to best understand this. Um, so like, I think those are reasons to do it as we get ourselves up, queued up for this test. What would be the reasons to like not do this? Right. And I think you hit the nail on the, on the head uh, on that last one where you're talking about just having a lot of stuff hmm. to manage uh, and, and the time that you actually have to manage your account. So if you're splitting these out into, let's say, four, if you had one right. for each individual type, then, of course, that's going to take you more time. Uh, the way that we're going to run the test is we're going to group them into two. So there'll be one that's keyword targeted right. and one that's product targeted. So a little bit kind of to split the difference. But to me, that's that's one of the big pitfalls there is, is right. time Is it management. just going to be a complete waste of time to... Are you going to make things too complicated? Like you've just potentially four X the number of auto campaigns that you can, that you have. Is that just going to create an extra headache? Like it sounds good in theory. You go and do it. The data is pretty much the same. And now you made your campaigns too complicated. Potentially, maybe, I don't know the answer to it. You know, I think a good PPC or is always trying to like raise the limit of what is too complicated. And a lot of that just comes from experience, right? Like, okay, at one point in time, I thought 10 campaigns was overwhelming. And then I just slowly increased. I did more. I made my campaigns more complicated and uh, not complicated, but more segmented is you know generally the reason why you make an account. Like the count, the count of campaigns goes up as things get more segmented which we can sometimes say it's getting complicated because now you have a lot of different campaigns. So the pitfall would be just it's not worth the time uh, or the difference in performance isn't that different. So I think it's a really interesting idea because like I love saying you want as much segmentation as possible without it getting in the way of actually analyzing data and making meaningful bit of, like making meaningful optimization decisions. So this is an interesting thing. I've never personally done this, and I think we should answer this question. And in the break, we actually did some quick anecdotal analysis. I pulled up a search term report, and you pulled up a search term report. And then right. we just did some quick, easy, simple analysis. We did we did two clients, basically, and we analyzed like for auto campaigns that have ASIN impressions, so like product page impressions versus auto campaigns that have search impressions. So people are typing in searches into the search bar. And what did we find out? 
we compared like the, so we compared like the product page data spend and revenue and then we compared the search like when auto campaigns trigger searches we compared that data and what did we find out we found out that it was almost exactly the same almost a 50 50 split right in these just again sample size of two here but I mean, we found yeah. in both auto campaigns, in the one that you found, it was like 32, 32. Like literally, if an auto campaign triggered a product page click, that A cost was 32%. <laughs> Spend was very similar. And if it triggered a keyword search, that A cost was 32%. The spend was relatively close. I thought you messed up the data. I was like, send me the file. There's no way, there's no way that's <laughs> the same. Uh, I was in disbelief, but yeah, and it was pretty significant. This was no small chunk of change. This was over the course of, what was it? Almost oh, yeah. 40,000 in ad spend. Yeah, it was. A, it's a large account, definitely a lot of spend there, so a lot of data. Yeah, and then I was like, all right, well, let me try another one. And I just picked a client at random. I pulled up their data, uh, and it was 19% ACoS for the like close and loose, and 21% ACoS for the compliments and substitutes, like the things that got the product page impressions was 21% and the search impressions were 19. So that was kind of crazy. So like looking at that, yeah, you would be inclined to say it does not matter. Like you don't need to segment these because they're just so darn close anyway. And um, I don't know how I feel about that because I really do like to say, you want as much segmentation as possible without it becoming too complicated. And I don't personally believe that it does get too complicated if you were to double the amount of your auto campaigns or potentially quadruple them if you were to split these out close loose or uh, all of them individually. So here's what we're going to do. We're recording this on June 11th, 2021. It's a beautiful day here in Austin. Uh, I went for a sprint workout with some friends during lunch. It was very fun uh, downtown. It's a new thing, Skyline and sprints. <laughs> Came back, got your, got your call, and let's run a test. So what we're going to do is we're going to run a two-week test, and then we're going to record the second half of this episode, release it as a single episode, so you can get the setup and the conclusion all in one. And to be honest, I have no idea how it's going to go, but we're basically going to do this. We're going to take some autos that are tied together, like all four targets are in one, and we are going to split it out into two, close and loose, and then another one, complements and substitutions. And we're going to find out if it's worth our time in doing it. So obviously what we expect to happen is like, the ACoS gets better in both of them because we're able to make some adjustments to them. Uh, better spend utilization, like, you know, we're able to better allocate budget towards certain things. I really don't know what the answer is. So we're going to run this test on, you know, the clients that we mentioned anecdotally, but then we're also going to tap into the five and a half million ad groups that uh, AdBadger has available to us. And we're just basically going to share some data performance from each individual auto target. See if we can get any trends and then also see if we can pull up anyone who's got like ad group level performance for ad groups that just have like one of them turned on or two of them turned on. Gonna run some different queries in the database and try to find out. So um, we'll have some screen caps 
in the blog post for this episode. Um, but we're, we'll be explaining everything. And um, so today's mid-June. And I guess we'll just finish this episode in late June. Yeah, I'm super excited to get this started. Uh, I think that it's going to show us uh, a lot of data, a lot of data that we're not expecting. I wasn't expecting to see that exact 50-50 split. <laughs> that kind of surprised me. And like Mike said, I-, I thought the data was wrong, too. And he grabbed it, pivoted the data, and it was exactly the same. So Very surprising confusing. there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did not expect to see that. Um, so are those just two examples, like complete flukes? Like one client, it was almost the same. Another client, it was the same. I was like, wait a second. Because uh, I, <laughs> you know, in, individually, like my memory, I, I click on auto campaigns and I look at it and like one of them, like the close match or whatever, sometimes just as astronomically well, sometimes like compliments and substitutes do incredibly poor. Um, I, you know, it's, it's worth noting that the search term report that you get from Amazon doesn't list clearly what was actually close match and what was actually uh, substitutions. You kind of just have to filter for product page impressions versus search impressions. So I don't know the answer. So we're going to have some clarity coming at you in just a, you know, a minute or so on this episode, but it's going to take us some weeks to get it. <laughs> and um, I'm super excited for this little podcast experiment. We've never done this, never done a multi-week recording process, but uh, I'm stoked We'll see you here. I mean, I don't need to sign off the episode. This isn't the end of the episode. We're just going to roll in, and I'll see everybody here in two weeks. Alrighty, Michael, we've done it. We just took the last two weeks to test this hypothesis, and uh, we found out some things, and it's pretty interesting. And uh, so today is June 24th. We recorded the first part of this episode two weeks ago. Um, so we did carry out this test over the last two weeks. So I think we started recording on, was it June 10th, right? Yep. So two weeks have passed. And the question is, should you be segmenting out your automatic targets into separate campaigns? And if so, how should you do it? We are going to leave you in suspense for a little bit uh, as we uh, just re-explain what it is that we did. We grabbed about uh, $2 million in ad spend for automatic campaigns. And I have aggregate data on that. And then we also did an individual case test in just one of our clients. And I am, I mean, I'm not surprised by the results I'm more thinking, like, we just looked this up, and I'm more feeling like, oh, man, we've got stuff to do and even more testing to do. So even before we talk about the results, Michael, how do you feel about our conclusion that we're going to talk about in a second? You know, some of the stuff there was kind of what we were feeling going Mm -hmm. into this test. So I think we validated it with a lot of the data. Also just want to mention that this is a category that there's a lot of action in. Um, This is in the middle of Prime Day, so we got some extra juice flowing through there, some extra spins. And then also wanted to mention that if compliments were going to work or cross-sales were going to work, this was the category that it was Mm going to work in. Yeah, right. So like what I did, I went and got the aggregate data and what you were just referring to was the individual client case study. Okay. Here we go. Correct. Uh, I will share some of the legacy 
data, uh, some of the highlights that I saw. So in terms of ACOS for the aggregate data, so again, this is hundreds of thousands of ad groups, uh, and here's what we've got. Legacy autos are still running. Um, the legacy auto where the auto where the close match, loose match, substitutes, complements were all grouped into one. Those are still running, and the legacy auto a cost is about forty four percent, with a cost per order of about twelve bucks, and that is in line with like the average today of close match, loose match, substitutes, and complements. So your legacy ad groups that are still sitting around are really just the average of the good auto targets and the not so good auto targets. So again, yep. you want generally more segmentation in your account. And if you have a legacy auto, that's the opposite of segmentation because you can't even change your bid for the close loose substitutes and compliments. So if you have a legacy campaign, survey says get rid of it uh, <laughs> and launch the modern auto campaigns. Now, yep. aggregate data, close match. 26% ACoS, loose match, 38% ACoS, substitutes, 39% ACoS average, complements, 65% ACoS average. So a massive, massive difference between close match all the way to the other end of complements. That's a pretty big deal. Complements did really poorly. Their average cost per order, so the amount that you have to spend before you get an order, was $16 compared to close match, which was about $8. So close match, you know, cost per order was half of complements. Its ACoS was less than half. So the close match ACoS was 26, complements was 65. So complements generate the least amount of sales. It was also the most expensive amount of sales. Substitutes did better than complements uh, by a significant amount. Substitutes average A cost was 39%. Complements average A cost was 65%. Substitutes also generated 20 times more sales than complements. So complements in general. And like, I kind of knew this. I look at so many campaigns and I'm always just like, ugh, compliments again. Like you're either getting almost no traffic <laughs> or you have an awful A cost and the data confirms right. it. Uh, loose match and substitutes surprisingly do pretty similarly. Uh, lo- loose match is a little cheaper at 38% ACoS. Substitutes sit at almost 40% ACoS uh, on average. And close match just takes the cake home. The most revenue, the best ACoS. Close match is the champ. Now, when I saw this data, it told me, it like, you know, before we even concluded what this means, it told me, hey, these things are different enough. It probably makes sense to start segmenting them out. Um, but we'll save that conclusion for the end. So that was like my first reaction and some quick notes on that legacy close, loose, substitutes, complements data. Uh, and we'll have this in our blog post if you wanted to just look at that uh, at badger.com slash blog uh, and just grab this post, um, episode 132. So the aggregate data kind of indicates it is worth separating your auto targets. And then we did some this individual test where we wanted to test, does it make sense to separate them? And if so, should you separate them low, uh, like in pairs or four separate campaigns? And um, we received some data. 
So, Michael, we want to go over what your individual uh, client test was and like a little bit of your first thoughts on and uh, first thoughts on it. Sure. So based on what Mike just said, you know, we're talking about how things are aligned. You know, you have the close and the loose match. Those are keyword based. And you have the substitute and the complements, which are sort of product based. So we broke these out into two different um, testing groups. And we had, uh, you know, a control group that we were going up against as well. So we broke it out so that we had the control group so that we could see the data there, as well as the discovery group one, which was targeted towards just breaking out the, the two separate groups. And then we had a discovery group two, which had them broken out all individually. So when I'm talking about all individually, I mean like a close match, a loose match, and then also the compliments as well. Into, so, into uh, um, four separate campaigns. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't a little bit clear there. Uh, so, yeah. So that's the way that we structured this. And when we put this data out, we wanted to see is it, we wanted to answer the question, would the group work OK or is breaking it out individually into separate campaigns? OK, mm -hmm. so we got the data back. Um, super excited to see our, uh, you know, our planet work. And um, yeah, let's let's jump into it, Mike. Yeah. So. We had the control, which was all four together in one ad group. We had like test A, which was doing it in pairs, loose, close, together, and then a separate campaign for complements and substitutes. And then we tested all four separate. And uh, I mean, long story short, all four separated campaigns did like the best by... I want to say a significant amount. Uh, it did a lot better when everything was broken out into all fours. I mean, we have a big spreadsheet here. Um, but I mean, to just summarize it, when these things were broken out, we were able to take advantage of placement bid settings, of budgets, of budget settings. Uh, I combine the word budgets and bids and you get bidget. Um, <laughs> uh, but you, it was when things were separated out, they performed better because of those additional optimization options of tightening up budgets. Because if you take compliments, compliments are by far the worst auto target. Um, pretty much consistently, whether in the aggregate data or the individual client test data here. And compliments just continuously drag down uh, a campaign. So when you're trying to do placement bid settings for four targets, and one of the targets is a huge weight dragging you down, it makes sense to break it out so that you can have your own dedicated budget for a compliment, which performs pretty awfully, uh, which should get a very tiny bid. And it's actually kind of cool because when you do break them out, you're actually able to minimize the amount of spend specifically on compliments, uh, not only the bid optimization, but also budget and placement bid optimization on it. So. Should you separate compliments? Yes. Uh, substitutes also performed best when it was broken out. Uh, like when it was combined into one ad group, it had like a 34% ACoS. When it was broken out, it had 28% ACoS. Um, cost per order uh, when it was together with all the other auto targets was $14. When it was broken out by itself, we were able to get that down to about $12 uh, cost per order. So better better when it was broken out loose match 
loose match the volume like the individual amount of orders for loose match when it was segmented out went way up as well as the individual um, volume for close match was able to go up when it was broken out so when those two things were together they'd be uh when it was combined by a little bit but the, they really shined when they were broken out into all four separate campaigns I didn't really expect it to be like this clear. Like when things were separated, they really did beat when they were combined and they had also beat when they were paired up. Like when Close and Loose were in the campaign by themselves and Compliment Substitutes were paired up by themselves, these four segmented ones just beat it out. And when you look at the aggregate data, it kind of makes sense. So let's talk about summaries and takeaways here. Um one important thing to note that is a big reason to segment these things out is that your supposedly keyword targeting auto targets like close match and loose match, which theoretically are supposed to target searches and like product search pages, get a lot of product page impressions clicks. And then conversely, comps and subs like complements and substitutions get a lot of well, not, not a lot, but they do get a percentage of impressions and clicks on search result pages. So like both of them are like bleeding into each other. And I remember like a while ago, I, I asked uh, an Amazon rep like, hey, why is it that my close match and loose match gets product page impressions? And why is it that my compliments and substitutes get search impressions? And uh, I mean, maybe it's just it's just a weird quirk of Amazon. Couldn't really explain it. But um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we we saw this and we're just like, wow, we have a lot of a lot of people to tell that. Yeah, you should probably test separating out your four auto targets into four separate campaigns. You benefit from placement settings and you benefit from in setting individual budgets for each one. It's crazy. It hasn't even like fully sunk in yet. We got we have a lot of things to do. <laughs> yeah, it was super interesting, and and I like how you had mentioned that we can you know, still have something live and still have something running. So it's an option, but at least limit it by budget. And when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about that compliments because it may hit, it may hit at some point, but uh, let's limit that budget, keep it small, give it a little bit of life and see if it converts. Yeah. So in terms of like implementation of this, if you're listening to this, you heard the aggregate data, like how different each one truly does behave. So if you're looking at your auto targets and you're like, wow, like, I have this pattern in it. There's a lot of ad, ad groups that we've had that confirm that. And in the individual test too, it really did prove worth it that you can get more orders at a better ACOS by breaking these four things out. Um, what I think is interesting about this is we didn't completely shut off the original auto. We left the original auto running and then we launched the four separate campaigns in tandem with it and you know it's in, it's very difficult to run like a perfect test in because like you kind of have different time frames so like we accounted for that by running them in tandem at the same time and like are you going to get any weird quirks maybe that the fact that they were running together at the same time was like amazon preferring the new one as opposed to the old one i think most people would put their money that it would prefer the old one not the new one so it's always very difficult to run a test so even as you hear this 
you know, it's always our style to not say like, oh, this is the thing that you have to, this is the hack that you can do to like improve your sales. It's like, this is definitely something you should test. Um, so is it worth separating? We found that it is, uh, and it may very well be likely that you're looking at your auto campaign, you create four new auto campaigns with each auto target in it, and you might find that your mileage may vary. Uh, and that's part of Amazon PPC. Um, however, if I had to bet, if I was a betting man, I'd probably bet that because you can control your placement settings and because you can control your budgets on each of these, you combine that with some good bid optimization. I see no reason why I can't beat the four combined. Um, and we have you know this test showing it and we have a lot of data that says how differently each auto target behaves. As you test this, I would test it slowly, like one sort of auto campaign at a time, break it out, watch it work, uh, and continue to just sort of chip away, slowly evolve your campaigns. Campaigns, You know, your optimization is never done. It's just a matter of like continuously chipping away, thinking, testing, and watching what happens. So yeah, we've got some, we've got, we've got a lot of work to do in all these uh, auto campaigns, don't we, Michael? Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how how are you, how do you feel about this data? Like we literally like summarized it, and then we're like, all right, hit record. Uh, we didn't have a, a ton of time to process it, other than like, oh well, <laughs> we got to start sep separating. We have a new task to do, which is exciting. Yeah. W what I'm really excited to find out, and it's something that we didn't even talk about, Mike, was you know this RPSB method that we do. Is it going to shake out additional targets for us? Um, maybe this, if we separate it out into separate groups like this. In separate campaigns, maybe there's additional things that we're missing when they're all grouped together that this will shake out. So I'm excited. Um, I know that this was, you know, one category that we tested in and it may react completely different in other categories, which is another thing that we're going to be testing too. Um, but I mean, the aggregate data is telling us that it's kind of aligning with what we're seeing here with the broken out ones and, and the data doesn't lie. The data is the data. Right. Yeah. I mean, seeing how good close match averages across, you know, hundreds of thousands of ad groups is a really strong indicator that when you separate close match out and you can do better bid optimization on it, specifically what if you see the same thing that we see, your close match when it's broken up by itself is going to convert really well top of search so that you can give that top of search bump up a bit. And you'll also notice that your close match probably gets some like rest of search orders that don't convert as well. So like uh, you can go back and uh, we can link to it, the episode where we talked about placement bid optimization, uh, the episode Steven and I did together, where we talked about, you know, you set a lower base bid for the target. So like your close match will be a low bid. That will be your rest of search bid. That will be your product page bid. Because uh, close match still gets, for whatever reason, some product page impressions. And then you can smack a big top of search placement on that and then scoop up some, you know, cost effective top of search placement. So the whole purpose, if, if like the idea of placement settings doesn't make too much sense for you, you haven't heard our, our podcast on placement bid settings. That definitely adds a lot of context here um, because you're able to better fine tune the close, the loose compliments and substitutions. Um, so yes, go forth Badger Nation uh, and do know that you could probably benefit 
from separating out these four auto targets into their own campaigns. It's a lot of work. Any motivation for people that have just heard that we have just given people probably hours of work to do. <laughs> any motive, any when when you need to get motivated, what do you do to pump yourself up? I just think about what the end result's going to be. It's going to be better. Uh, so there's no denying it. Just put in the work and, uh, you know, you reap what you sow. That's right. And with that, our test is complete. This was our first two uh, multi-week recorded episode where we had two parts in one episode. We left you in suspense and then we gave you the results. Let me know what you think. Have a good one. And I'll see you next time here in the Badger Den. Have a good one, everybody. Take care, guys.